from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. And she tells me that since they've made that change, it's very difficult to uh, get through the traffic that now has been transferred over to Macklin. It's more inconvenient for them now because they're getting more traffic on Macklin and they can't park. Skinker is basically a speedway at night now. Um, So can anyone comment on plans for putting gravel on a road diet? I'm Sarah Fenske. The city soon plans to put Lindell Boulevard on a, quote, road diet. But some Central West End residents aren't happy. People who live on nearby streets are unhappy about the plan to reduce Lindell's four lanes to two along Forest Park. They say the changes will just cause congestion. But St. Louis actually has a recent example of how these kind of road diets work. A few weeks ago, Hampton Avenue was put on a diet. And joining us today to explain why and how that's gone over with residents is Bill Stevens. He's the 12th Ward Alderman, elected earlier this year to represent a swath of South City from Wilmar Park south to I-55. So Alderman Bill Stevens, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. So these changes encompass Hampton from Gravoy to Chippewa. What changed in that stretch? Well, the biggest thing was not just with the repaving, uh, was the the road diet. So where we went from four lanes with two in each direction down to three with a center turn lane in traffic in one direction each way. Okay. So this kind of changes the feel of this road from oh, going to two cars zipping side by side to maybe cars going a little bit slower in each direction? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When we first conducted the study, which was released in 2019, the 85th percentile of speed was about 37.3, which means 87% of the driver, 85% of the drivers rather, uh, were, were at 37.3 miles per hour or lower. So this absolutely is designed to slow people down and to help make the road safer. So as I mentioned um, earlier, you're relatively new to office. This plan predates you. Tell us how this all kind of came about. Uh, Well, these studies are always so comprehensive that they take years just to get the data and just to get the plan. So this one dates back all the way to, I think, 2015. Oh, wow. Even. It was released in June 2019, and it's only just been implemented here in the summer of 2021. So it has overseen uh, three aldermen and more 12 have have had their hands in uh, in the Hampton traffic. Nothing goes quickly in this town. And this was something where the city initiated it? Well, it can either be the city or it can be the aldermen. Um, so it does come out of our ward capital. So it does require the um, the agreement of the, the aldermen since, you know, power of the purse. Exactly. Power. Like you might have been able to stop this if you wanted to. Well, absolutely, because it did take my signature as the current 12th Ward Alderman um, to okay the project. For our section, it is a joint venture between Wards 12 and 16 because we share Hampton there. And one of the first things that Alderman Oldenburg of 16 did was reach out to me and say, let's talk Hampton. And so you guys talked Hampton. You were both on board for doing this. At that point, it, it moved forward. Well, at that point, we move forward to the next meeting. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it's how city government meetings. works. Oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Bureaucracy, you know, um, a beautiful thing. But uh, that was how it got started, and and that's how we are here today. So a lot of people use Hampton who don't live in either of your wards. I'm, I'm one of them. There's just a lot of stuff down that way. Um, this is kind of a major um, north-south road in South St. Louis. Was there a lot of education in the neighborhood before this all got done? Well... 
we always want public input, right? And a quick Google search of just Hampton traffic study, not even specifying St. Louis, brings up the Princeton Heights Neighborhood Association and the St. Louis Hills Neighborhood Association websites and a South City newspaper all about this traffic study. So um, we do hold public meetings. We do get public comment. We do solicit uh, any information that we can get from the public and provide to the public for these these major, major capital improvements. And so now that it's done, uh, what kind of reaction are you hearing from residents? You know, I will say I was quite surprised. I had quite a few people come back and they said, Alderman, we were skeptical. We thought this was going to end Hampton. But now that we've seen it, now that we've driven it, we like it. Even skeptical people are feeling good about this. Absolutely. They tend to say, I've been converted. Well, I'm not trying to convert anyone to the Hampton traffic study, but we're just trying to make it safer. And I think that really shined through once it was finally completed. Because trying to envision it and understand what it will be like versus actually experiencing it and seeing how safe it is, is all the difference. So we didn't want to just take your word for it. Our producer, Evie Hemphill, went out to Hampton, talked to people there. Uh, one of them was Abby Fisher. She's the owner of Abigail's Gift Boutique on Southampton. The store has been there for nearly five years now, and Abby told Evie this about these new changes to the street. I know um, when it happened, when the construction was happening, there was a lot of chatter both on Nextdoor and on Facebook that there were going to be bike lanes and, and there was, you know, and people were worried about giving that when there's not as many bikers as there are cars. So um, it, I, I like the way that it turned out that it's just wider parking lanes. I feel like it's very comfortable to feel like you're, you can open your door even when there is, a you know, a steady flow of traffic. Um, I don't necessarily get out in front of my store, but I get out in front of the hardware store down the street and different restaurants uh, restaurants up and down the street and I feel very safe getting out of my car now. Now there's another reason that Abby Fisher is delighted about the big changes on Hampton. Abigail's gift boutique has been hit by automobiles multiple times over the years. One time just a month after the store had opened there a car actually came through the wall and it turns out this driver had swerved to avoid another car. They hit the accelerator instead of the brake, and they hit the side of our building off of our parking lot doing about 45 miles an hour. And thankfully, nobody was injured, including the driver. She had minor injuries. And we were open. There were customers in the store. The car came halfway into the store. It was like a disaster in here. But nobody was hurt, so that was the most important thing. But we were closed for three months while we had to rebuild. Um, and it definitely, I think, was due to the safety of Hampton. Uh, the speeding, um, people are constantly doing 40 to 45 miles an hour even faster. Um, I used to just kind of stand outside the front of the store and just like watch cars race down. Um, you stopped calling the police after a while because it just, nothing really was able to be done. Um, but yeah, street racing was a problem. Um, just, just even general lack of awareness, I would say, when people sort of get onto Hampton and you get into a zone where you're just driving and you just go. Um, and you sort of, I don't know if you daydream or whatever, but it seems... Like people were just out of it when they were driving because almost every day you would hear that screeching sound and then you look up and wait to see an accident out front. That is Abby Fisher. Again, she's the owner of Abigail's Gift Boutique there on Hampton. Uh, again, that's a north-south road in South St. Louis that went on a road diet. We're talking today to Alderman Bill Stevens about that. Alderman, have you heard similar stories from people about accidents? And as she talks about just the, the squeal of, of people breaking suddenly and nearly hitting each other and all the, the mayhem that has happened on that road. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I appreciate that she points out the parking because it was a seven-foot wide parking space and we've made it 10 you know that's not just comfort that's safety 
things were tight there absolutely, before. Absolutely, absolutely. I remember the first time I drove Hampton and it scared the absolute daylights out of me years and years ago because everything was so constricted, you know, and everything was fast. And I do get to hear the stories. I do have to bear witness to those stories. And I also have to bear witness to the data. Hampton was dangerous. Hmm. A cyclist was hit and killed in an accident at Jameson in Hampton, right at the corner of Wilmore Park, just a handful of years ago. We've had to airlift people out of that intersection. This slows cars down. It does increase uh, turning safety. You're only turning across one lane of traffic, not two. If mm-hmm. you're trying to come in from an alleyway, you don't have to enter an active lane of traffic to see, do I have space to enter an active lane of traffic? So I'm absolutely with Abby on that and that it has slowed things down and it has made it safer and it's just given us more breathing room. So if you're somebody who drives Hampton, we want to hear from you. We're going to open up our phone lines. We're at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air. And you know what? Even if you don't drive that stretch of Hampton, there have been numerous other spots in the city and in the county that have been put on these kind of road diets. And we're curious to hear what your experience has been like. Are there places this has worked really well? Are there places maybe where it hasn't worked quite as well. Um, You can tell us about your experience. So again, that's 314-382-TALK. Now, we also got an email. This came in just before the show. This was kind of interesting. Amy writes, road diets are absolutely worth it. You only need to look at the success of businesses along South Grand, where the road diet was implemented back in 2012. St. Louis can be a pedestrian and bike-friendly city, but it takes intentionality and bravery, as leadership must be wise enough to ignore the naysayers and move forward with implementing nationally recognize best practices for road and pedestrian improvements. Now to the leadership responsible for the Hampton Road Diet. This was a major missed opportunity to remove parking and install protected bike lanes. Now we will just have empty parking spots, which will actually counteract the desire to reduce speeds. Amy continues in this email. The traffic study indicated weekday parking utilization was at 9%, and Friday evening was the highest at 17%. That is incredibly weak parking demand. There would have been plenty of parking lots and side streets to absorb that weak demand. Join the ranks and finally do what every other city in the U.S. is already doing and what is proven to be successful. Um, Alderman Stevens, I'm wondering if that was something that was ever part of the discussion. As, as we discussed, you did come into this project when it was already well underway. But was there a talk about adding protected bike lanes, getting rid of some of that parking? Absolutely. And there are 500 parking uh, spots along Hampton there. So um, there is no lack uh, or loss of parking spaces or whatnot. Um, which was intentional for this phase of the plan. But these projects are so big and so expensive that we don't ever have the opportunity to do them all at once without grant funding or without serious funding uh, from from the city, from the executive branch. So uh, the total cost of this study was going to be $916,302 specifically. So about a million dollars, which is pretty standard. Yeah. We ultimately spent just under 200,000 just to do the repaving and the restriping. But there are other plans to do curb bump outs, to create crosswalks, to make it more bike friendly. They have shared lanes, not dedicated lanes, as Amy points out currently. To revitalize Jameson and Hampton, this is just one phase of a much grander scheme of updating our infrastructure to meet various modes of transportation. And when you say this is just one phase of this, so for Hampton, um, the work is going to continue. Do you have a sense of like, you know, is this a 10-year plan, a 20-year plan? What are we looking at here? Well, sometimes, let me tell you, let me tell you, I've been in office for 130 days. It sometimes feels like a 10-year plan already, Um, a 20-year plan soon to come. But hopefully with the momentum for, and the eye to road safety that the city is taking, and we see this with 
the Arsenal revitalization, with the upcoming King's Highway, with the South Grand, with the upcoming Lindell. We see this, this, these major infrastructure updates. Hopefully it's not going to take 10 years. So that's the next meeting. And then, of course, that one's going to lead to another and another and another. But ultimately, these meetings are designed to lead us to safer roads. We're talking about the road diet that just went down on Hampton Avenue. Our guest today is Alderman Bill Stevens. Uh, We do need to take a quick break, but we'll be back shortly to continue this conversation. We have some callers that are going to join us. Uh, Stick with us. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com. Now back to our conversation. We're talking about road diets today. My guest is 12th Ward Alderman Bill Stevens, who has been part of the project that has brought one to Hampton Avenue. Um, And we've heard from people on social media with a lot of thoughts about this. Our phone lines are also open. I'm going to go to that now. And if you've driven this or have an opinion on it, we want to invite you to join us. 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Let's go to Bob, who's calling from Afton. Uh, Bob, hi. You're on St. Louis on the Air. Well, thank you so much for taking my phone call. Um, I have two children who live over in South St. Louis there, and um, one, my daughter, lives uh, around Macklin and Walsh. Now, Macklin is one block east of Hampton, and it runs the same way. And she tells me that since they've made that change, it's very difficult for the residents over there to uh, get through the traffic that now has been transferred over to Macklin. Hmm. So um, has that been taken into consideration? I love the fact that Hampton now is paved and wider lane because I do drive over there. And and I mentioned that to her just the other day. And then she told me about, um, you know, her her, uh, complaint, so to speak. Yeah. So, Bob, you were kind of praising these changes. And then your daughter offered the perspective of of people over on Macklin. Um, Bill, I love how well you know this area that you you sort of gestured. That's that's two uh, two streets over from here. But have you been hearing complaints from people on Macklin? I haven't yet heard any complaints from Macklin. As someone who used to live right at Onesto's Pizza, right at Finkman and Macklin myself. So that was one of my concerns. Um, January as well, which is one block east directly from um, from Hampton, but it is taken into account. So the study does look at both the pros and the cons, because again, the point isn't to to do a road diet, it's to find the correct solution. We have to take into all, you know, into consideration all different facets. So there was an expected sort of uh, traffic diversion that was going to come with it. And mm-hmm. again, Hampton sees just under 17,000 cars a day. Wow. So there are going to be some cars that try to reroute and, and figure it out. But the key thing to remember is, this is new. This is a new transition. Uh, we're in a transition period for a, a major infrastructure update. And it's not something that people are going to adjust to immediately. So while traffic congestion might be there at the moment on Jameson, on January, on uh, on Macklin there, it's not necessarily going to stay that way. Yeah, that people may think, oh, Hampton's going to be slower. They might realize in time, maybe it's not even slower. Maybe that middle turn lane helps. And they end up thinking Macklin isn't the greatest solution. I guess that's probably the goal. Once the dust settles. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, Mike is calling from South St. Louis. Uh, Mike, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. 
Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that I don't think that decreasing the number of traffic lanes is a good solution. Look at South Grand and what it's driven down further south on Grand. It seems to be an issue, and the people in, in Southampton are screaming about that. It's more inconvenient for them now because they're getting more traffic on Mackland, and they can't park. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Well, Mike, thank you for sharing that perspective. Um, we also heard from Tracy, who writes on Twitter, I drive Hampton daily, sometimes several times daily, and was one of those skeptics. I'm now a convert of the road diet. I'm also grateful for the new signals at Filer and Southwest, much safer. Um, so it, there's some opinion that goes either way on this. It's interesting to hear Mike not being happy about what happened on South Grand. That is one that I think a lot of people in the city point to as a success. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and and he's right in that you know it, it it can be difficult to make that call right because you are essentially slowing traffic by slightly congesting it more or at least by constricting it mm-hmm. and there is in fact an industry standard that for a road that sees less than twenty thousand cars a day usually you know based on its circumstances that a road diet is an effective means of of doing just that mm-hmm. and again this is only one phase of a much larger comprehensive plan to really flesh out that district of, of bistros and shops and um, and other boutiques and whatnot. You know, you mentioned boutiques. That makes me want to go back to Abby Fisher. Again, she's the owner of Abigail's Gift Boutique on Hampton. And when our producer, Evie Hemphill, visited last week, um, she shared these additional thoughts. I mean, I absolutely love it. I drive in Hampton to and from work every morning and every afternoon, and maybe it adds 30 seconds to my commute. I know my commute is a little bit shorter, but I I think that it's totally worth it to make the neighborhood more walkable, the safety aspect of it. Um, I feel more comfortable crossing the street to run and pick up lunch at JJ Twigs across the street. Um, I don't feel like I'm playing Frogger. I know I've seen a lot more people with strollers and families and pets out walking. Um, and I feel like they're more comfortable. And the feedback that I'm getting from my customers is they're more comfortable crossing the streets as well. So for me, it's been 100, 200 times improvement. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see what it continues to bring to the neighborhood as far as more restaurants and more retail. Because I think um, when you have a thriving business community in the neighborhood, it helps out the overall community too. And that, again, is Abby Fisher. We also heard on social media from Mimi. She writes on our St. Louis on the Air Facebook page, I live in Southampton, and I love the changes to Hampton. Making a left turn from Hampton into the neighborhood was always scary because you never knew if someone was going to come flying around the S-curve and smack you in the rear end. The turn lane makes it so much safer. Lots of people complain that it would cause traffic backups, but that hasn't really happened. Jennifer adds on Facebook, I also live in Southampton, and I concur with everything Mimi wrote. It's working well here, just like what was done on South Grand. But, Jennifer adds, I think it's a terrible and unnecessary idea for Lindell. Uh, Alderman Stevens, we have heard from a lot of people who are in favor of this one on Hampton. They are not in favor of the one on Lindell. And I'm going to go to the phone lines here because I think somebody um, has some concerns more about that neck of the woods. I want to hear from Dan, who's calling from St. Louis. Um, Dan, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. Um, I live in one of the high-rises that uh, right on top, right on Skinker across the street from uh, Kennedy Forest and Forest Park mm-hmm. um, near the intersection of Southwood and, and Skinker. And we've just formed a neighborhood group looking for something like putting Skinker on a diet, which I think will probably be very unpopular with some people that use it to get to 40 and to go up north to uh, U-City. But we've seen three significant accidents, one in which... To 
a car went into the center turn lane, which is like a fifth lane on Skinker, hit another car broadside, flipped over into the park. And we've had two other serious accidents. We've had a a pedestrian or two hit. Uh, There's a crosswalk right there at Southwood, which is about the only one between Highway 40 and Washington University that you can use to get into the park. Mm -hmm. So we are very concerned about, and Skinker is basically a speedway at night now. Um, It is just, um, and it's it's just gotten completely out of hand. And I do, I can see that there will be some resistance from people in other parts of town because skinkers use so much as a north-south thoroughfare, but uh, people are going to get killed. Dan, thank you for sharing that perspective. And and yeah, skinker, I mean, man, it does get really backed up on skinker. And so when you're dependent on it, it's so annoying. And yet Dan is 100% correct. It can be terrifying down there. And I really feel for these residents. Alderman Stevens, it feels like such a balancing act between people who need to get from point A to point B and then people who are living and working in these communities. How do you go about thinking about that? Well, I think you've, you've hit it on the head in that it is a balancing act. And it's difficult and really hearing that your heart sort of sinks Mm -hmm. because we have to find a way of keeping pace in an ever increasingly faster instantaneous culture in keeping our roads safe i mean cars are faster we are a a more on-demand culture we want to be from point a to point b faster and and we see those statistics we know those families you know, and that it's it is a difficult balancing act to find. And it sounds like for you, safety is, is kind of paramount here. This has to go above keeping things fast moving for the rest of us. Absolutely. I guess it could be any of us who's in that car that ends up flipping over into Forest Park. And that's the thing that those of us in a hurry need to remember. I'm going to go back to the phone lines. Brian is calling from St. Louis. Uh, Brian, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. Hi, thank you very much. I live in Tower Grove East, and I regularly go between Tower Grove East and Benton Park and then down Gravoy to work in downtown. Um, so can anyone comment on plans for putting Gravoy on a road diet? Um, Gravoy is just way too wide for the amount of traffic that it handles. People regularly speed on Gravoy, blow through stoplights. Um, I mean, I live two blocks away. I can... I can hear the squeals of tires and engines on Gravoy late at night. Brian, that's, I mean, you make a great case here. I mean, Gravoy, I think, is everybody's least favorite street for all the reasons Brian's talking about. Alderman Stevens, are are you aware of any plans where people want to look at Gravoy the same way that you guys went so in-depth on Hampton? Gravoy's trickier because at state level. So I only have authority over local level, and there are various studies that I do have planned for Ward 12. I mean, South of Crondelet Park, that strip of Loughborough, Crondelet from 55 to Morgan Ford, absolutely. But uh, I do agree that we have to take a comprehensive look because at the end of the day, we're not driving on these roads thinking, okay, this is local. I mean, everyone else isn't driving on these right. roads thinking You're this thinking is local. That. This is state. This is. Um, but so that's a Missouri Department of Transportation issue. They would have to take the lead on on changes that would happen on that since it's a state route. It would be a collaborative effort between city state. Okay, interesting. Well, Brian, that could be some bad news for getting something happening on Gravoy. We heard from the alderman before just how hard it is even to get something done with stakeholders in the city. Uh, that adds a whole nother layer. Uh, I want to go to the phone lines. Jeff is calling from St. Anne. Uh, Jeff, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. Hello, can you hear me okay? Yeah, we sure can. Um, What are your thoughts on this? Well, um, I just wanted to comment that um, I have noticed that 
stoplights at, at important intersections in the city are still uh, completely dumb. They have no sensors in the in the street. They have no, you know, all they do is is uh, schedule them as best they can. Um, but especially for like at late at night and things like that, and during very, uh, you know, when, when you have a more sophisticated stoplight uh, uh, system, you can remotely adjust things. You can do so much to improve the uh, the flow, and it's not, you know, you think, well, we don't want to really increase flow, but that really does increase safety a lot. Jeff, thank you for that. And I know from talking to city officials, yeah, flow is no longer the priority. They don't want to have things moving faster. But I also think some of why St. Louis drivers are such maniacs is people feel frustrated when things seem nonsensical and they have to keep stopping at lights where there's no one on the other side. Alderman, do you feel a little bit of that? I mean, Jeff, I used to be a bike commuter. and Do you, oh. <laughs> do you think I'd be triggering any sensors, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I I definitely feel you there, um, and I, I do think it's frustrating, right? And that's why I like the word that one of the uh, commenters said, intentionality, because we do have a 71-page study that details the intentionality of that, right? These things, once you understand why, make more sense. I won't say they make complete sense, I'm not a streets engineer, but they make more sense. So I think we, as elected officials and as city um, city officials and city leaders need to do a better job of providing context mm-hmm. and providing that sort of background as to why do we use a time system? You know, why don't we have more stoplights? Well, stoplights can be $250,000, mm-hmm. nearly our entire ward budget this year. So, you know, it, it once you have the context, once you have the information and the, the sort of the full scope of it, things tend to make a bit more more sense, be a bit clearer. Yeah, then it just doesn't seem like um, people aren't paying yeah. attention. It I mean, feels I'm still like, with you there. Yeah, but. <laughs> there's, there's, St. Louis roads are always going to be frustrating. Oh, yeah. One last comment that came in on Facebook, uh, Rochelle writes, in my mind, one of the most interesting models of a road diet in our region is downtown Kirkwood. Uh, Lin- Lindbergh, um, also known as Kirkwood Road, decreases from four lanes to two lanes for about six or so blocks. It's a major arterial roadway, and it's been like that for years, and it's a booming business district. And again, I think those of us who are always in a hurry need to think about how we enjoy these little walkable areas. And maybe the only way we're going to get those is to shrink the road a little bit in some of these areas. Um, Alderman Bill Stevens, just in our final minute here, this has been a big project that happened in your ward. There's been a lot of talk about it. Man, everybody has an opinion on this thing. But it feels like you're feeling pretty good about how this one has turned out and, and looking ahead to those next phases. Oh, absolutely. I just helped to make my ward safer for not just South City residents, but for for city residents, for county residents, and even if it slows us down by 30 seconds, like with Abby, then so be it. If that means one less fatality, one less cyclist being hit, if that means less bumper uh, fender benders, if that means safety, I'm on board. Well, Alderman Bill Stevens, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.